0: Welcome to Lioness Queen Podcast, where we empower and encourage separated and or divorced women on ways to move forward in their purpose and realize God's love will catapult them to greatness. I am your host, Reverend Dr. Marisha, creator and founder of Lioness Queen. Welcome back. Now let's start out with our positive quote for the week. You know, this is something that I always love to do. Um, And I found a quote that relates to our theme for the month of never looking back. So the quote says, never look back, darling. It distracts you from now. Mm, Real short, right? (laughs) But actually, the quote is so cute. The quote is actually from the Incredibles movie, um, which I absolutely love, which is an animated movie if you have never heard of it or never seen it. Um, Never look back, darling. It distracts you from now. Now, this quote makes me think about focusing on the present and the importance of focusing on the present, right? Focusing on the now, not was. Um, So for me, the quote makes me think about how my past was never an indication in how my future would look or turn out if that makes sense. Um, my past was just my past. Um, looking back, definitely, I will also say, you know, looking back it can be a distraction. If you think about it, um, looking back distracts you from, your, from the moment that you're in, the present that you're in, and expecting things in the future. So the problem is... It's almost like we connect our past to our future. There's an, there's an assumption that we make that what's happened behind us, um, you know, kind of um how should I say it? What what's happened behind us in our past has the energy and it has the power to predict. Ooh, that's a good word. To predict what can happen in our future. And that's so far from the truth. You know, um, if you think about it, we, you know, what, you know, like, let me say this. What have you thought about in the present that you are thankful for that does not involve a tangible thing? I think the problem with looking back is we we negate where we are in this moment and in this time. And so we're not thankful for the now, right? So sadly, you know, if you think about it, we live in a society that is so fast paced. Um, it's like, um, a McDonald's mindset, right? It's a drive through mentality. So we always want things, things quick. We always want things fast. So we bypass, um, we bypass precious moments, right, that are happening now, you know, um, because of life, unfortunately, can be so fast. So think about your life, right? Think about all of the different things that you're involved in, our responsibilities. So we work, we parent, we work out, we take care of children. <clears throat> we taking children to this event, that event, helping them with homework you know, driving them to this activity, they're in this club, you know, you're involved in this church, um, in this church group, and in this group, and then you have hobbies, right? And so it is so easy to be in this fast pace of things happening, and we don't pause and recognize where we are in, in the present. And so We need to appreciate the present, the here, the now. And, you know, I must say due to the coronavirus, we all have been placed, you know, should I say on a pause button in a way where it's like God is speaking. I need you to appreciate the moment, appreciate the present you are in right now. Do not be consumed by what's going on in the world. Do not be consumed by all of these different things, what the government isn't doing, what Trump isn't doing, what your mayor isn't doing. Don't be consumed by all of that. I need you to appreciate where you are now, appreciate the moments that you're experiencing now, because God is doing something for us every day, right? Whether we see it, whether we recognize it or we don't, he is doing something for us every day and we have to be mindful of that amen and so while thinking about you know I was thinking about and praying about this month's theme not looking back and what came to my mind was the children of Israel right and so you know there are a lot of different scriptures I can come from but the one I kind of want to hone in on is Numbers fourteen four that says And they said to one another, We should choose a leader and go back to Egypt. And this is what the children of Israel said. Um, And so, this is a very popular story about the children of Israel who were slaves. You know, they were in bondage under um, the Egyptian pharaoh. You know, they suffered a lot because they were slaves and in bondage. And it became a time. Where Moses um, was going to lead them out of Egypt, out of slavery, <clears throat> and so before, um, you know, they were led out of Egypt. God performed many miracles, you know, to convince Pharaoh to let the Israelites go. You know, as many of you, as many of you know, you know, it took ten plagues before Pharaoh allowed them to leave which you know is kind of eerie because it makes me think about the plague I, I, that's kind of what I call it that is running rampant in our land now with corona and God is definitely making a statement in it but you know Moses led the Israelites out of Egypt and eventually the Israelites were finally free um and so you know the story right and so once they were freed they wandered in the desert with the assurance from the Lord through Moses, their leader, that they would arrive at a promised land flowing with prosperity and blessings. You know, but somewhere along the journey, <laughs> right? How, you know, somewhere along that journey and they didn't, they weren't in cars, they weren't in chariots, they were walking, right? And when you walk in, you know, and you have a lot of people it's a journey, right? And so the Israelites be, began to murmur and complain against God, against Moses. I mean, about everything. I mean, from the water being bitter to food to being thirsty, blaming blaming Moses for leading them to the wilderness to die. I mean, even Moses' sister Miriam, you know, was jealous of you know his you know her brother's authority. You know, they. They started creating false idols, not to mention even contemplating to kill the leader that had led them out of Egypt. I mean, what in the world, right? And so it was evident that the children of Israel missed Egyptian life. They missed that big city. They missed that lifestyle. And so despite their bondage, despite the slavery, they had grown accustomed to the Egyptian life and began to look back on their past, just like we do. And so the fact that many of the children of Israel, you know, wanted to return to Egypt was a testament of the fact that they grieved over a place that kept them in bondage. So, you know, I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but it's like, man, you, you, you look, you look back on a place that you didn't want to be in, that you hated, that you wanted to be free from, but you desired it again. Like the thing that they complained about when they were in slavery is the same thing that they wanted to go back to. I mean, it's like, why moving forward is challenging? You know, it, it can physically, physically be done. So they physically moved and left, right? There, there was an exodus, right? But there was no change in their mindset. And there was no adjust, adjustments made down in their subconscious in order to line up with what the lord was saying and with where the lord was taking them and so as a result they desired the thing that kept them in bondage and just like us we desire things that keep us in bondage we desire things that keep us in unhealthy relationships unhealthy circumstances we desire a thing that causes us more damage and we do it, you know. I have to say it as women, we do it pretty often, right? Like, especially, especially, there's something about being alone. There's something about when you've been used to having someone and you think about being alone, it's like you would rather have the thing that is unhealthy, the thing that is hurting, the thing that is damaging you, the thing that is causing you the most stress, you would rather stay in that state than being alone. You know, it's like you mentally feel that having someone physically around who is unhealthy for you, who is, um, you know, it's not a safe environment for you you feel like that's better than you being alone and mentally healthy of being with the Lord. And so, you know, I was thinking about and praying about this theme and the children of Israel because it really goes deep. And so, um, um, let me just share some things that God revealed to me about the children of Israel, but actually it is, it concerns us as well. And we do the same thing. And I mean, you know the children of Israel. That story happened years ago, right? Over centuries ago, and so let me share some things that God revealed to me. So He revealed to me there are three reasons why the children of Israel looked back and wanted to go back to Egypt. So, unfortunately, this is how the this is how God kind of explained it to me. Um, there was an open wound um, that was left in their subconscious. Or should I say a cut, right? Open wound or a cut. And that was the slavery or the bondage, right? And so you just think about it. If you had a cut, you know, there could be many reasons why the wound won't heal, okay? So let's think about an open wound as it relates to the children of Israel. So The open wound was in their subconscious. So the first reason that God gave me why the wound would not heal was because of triggers. So the children of Israel had triggers which connected with their bondage, or should I say their conformity, right? So the triggers were based on them having something really simple, y'all, a regular routine. A regular routine as a slave. So, so if you think about it, from sun up to sundown, they had a routine. They were told when to wake up. They were told to when to put their clothes on. They were told when they can go to the bathroom. They were told when they can eat, what they can eat, what what time they were supposed to eat. They were told when they could work. They were told when they could take a break. They were told when they can sleep, how many hours in the day that they can sleep and so forth, right? So when Moses led them out of Egypt, their schedule and routine was dismantled, which triggered their mindset in a way to feel helpless and hopeless. So the open wound couldn't heal from the moment they stepped away from Egypt. Mm. (laughs) So it was like, Yes, we hear you, Moses. Yes, we are excited with what Moses is saying. And they are hearing, but not trusting him and not trusting God and God's promises. Mm -mm -mm. So from the moment they left, their routine was off and they had to adjust to a new schedule, a new way of living. A new routine that was based on trusting God, that God will provide, and what God will be their source, not the Egyptians. Mm. Thank you, God. Ooh, this is what God, this is this is what this is this is what God is saying. The children of Israel made the Egyptians their source. They didn't rely on God as their source. You know, and so sadly, as a result, as a result of their lack of faith in God and trusting the Egyptians, (laughs) you know, it's like, how can I say it? So their lack of faith in God and trusting the man of God who helped lead them, who helped free them, led them to looking back. And so... I mean if you think about it right people let, let's think about it in this way thank you god this 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 mm. so let's think about it in this way. think about people who have been incarcerated. people who have been incarcerated were just like the children- children of Israel. they had a set routine, a set schedule, and then were freed, right. And so it is that same conformity, the same bondage, the same mindset that the children of Israel had to change, had to switch. So instead of the jail, the prison being their source, they have to switch their mindset and their subconscious to trust that God will be their source. Oh, God. So when you don't do that, and especially, I, I mean, you think about it. People who have been incarcerated and then get out have an adjustment issue. They have difficulty because their open womb in their subconscious never adjusted. It never took hold onto God being their source, and so if if you don't if you don't change your mindset subconsciously and allow God to be your source, then you look back, then then you desire to go back to the thing that God had already brought you out of and delivered and freed you from, and so. You know, ultimately, God's purpose for freeing the children of Israel was to have a relationship with them. But when you allow triggers to supersede how much God has done for you, your subconscious cannot see what God is doing in the present. And so when you can't see what God is doing in the present, that's because you're constantly looking back at what God what was happen- What has happened in the past, amen? And so in the same regard, we do the same thing, Lioness Queens. You know, we look back at what we had, no matter how unhealthy it was, no matter if it caused us stress, depression, anxiety, no matter if it caused us to um, think of wanting to hurt ourselves, no matter if it caused us to shrink back and change our personality and who we are, We desire something that God called us out of. But sadly, we as lioness queens do not allow God's love to heal the open wound in our subconscious to move forward. We don't allow him to be our source. So you think about that thing. What triggers do you have that cause you to look back? So secondly, this is what God showed me. The children of Israel believed the false narrative. They believed the lies in their subconscious that was programmed by their experiences. What were their experiences? The bondage, the slavery. So, as a result, they allowed their experiences to outweigh what God was doing in the moment. They, they didn't pay attention to the miracles, signs, and wonders that God was doing you know, exiting them from Egypt. I mean, if you think about it, right? The 10 plagues to me is enough. I mean, we dealing with this one right now. I can't imagine living through 10, right? Imagine you witnessing the Red Sea experience. That should put an imprint in your mind of how great your God is, right? But unfortunately, they still complain. They still murmur, which indicates they believe the lies that were spoken over them. Hmm. They believe the false narrative of how their story would end. You know, (coughs) excuse me. When someone speaks negatively over you, especially someone with authority, like a parent a supervisor, a mentor, you know, etc, right? For them, for for the children of Israel, it was their slave owners, right? Subconsciously that opens the wound and allows the wound to stay open because it believes only the lie. It's like it doesn't want to heal because it's lived so long open that it doesn't understand the necessity of healing. it's been open so long, it doesn't even know it needs to be healed. Uh, You know, it's very similar to trauma. Maybe you experienced trauma in your childhood and unconsciously you, you know, could be unaware that an open wound was planted or, you know, you, maybe you do remember there's something traumatic happened to you, right? But that open wound feeds off of that negativity that was planted. And in the same regard, although God was showing his love to the Israelites and Moses, right? Was prophesying, you know, God's promises. They subconsciously believed the lies because of their open wounds were not addressed. So, if we think about it, lies, I mean, <laughs> I tell you that enemy and his lies, lies are the only trick the enemy has. And he, if he can get you to believe the lie, he can control your mind, Linus Queen. It is the biggest danger in our lives, is believing his lies, right? So, it's like the enemy wants us to think contrary to the truth or. Contrary to the word of God, you know, sadly enough, we, we, we do the same thing the children of Israel do. We believe the false narrative or the lies, you know, we believe them over what God says about his promises for us. I do not know why the enemy seems more convincing, right? <laughs> as negative as he is but for some odd reason he makes his beliefs more convincing than God's beliefs but why is that why do we fall into believing what the enemy is speaking versus what God is speaking you know and so, if you think about it, you know, do inventory. What lies has the enemy told you about the separation and or divorce? You know, he's definitely spoke lies to me. I, I you know, and I have believed some of them, right? And so, it's like, it's like the lies that he speaks. It infects our subconscious, and as it infects, it spreads, right? throughout the subconscious to the point where it hinders you from one believing the Lord and his promises two from moving forward like the children of Israel you know so the question is what lies have you allowed to loop in your subconscious um, from the marriage that has negatively dismantled who you are thats that, that has negatively dismantled your self-esteem, your confidence, your motivation, your will to live, and ultimately your survival, right? You know, the children of Israel, the sad part is they did not reach the promised land because they continue to believe the lies. Hmm you know you 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 will not reach the promised land line as queens if you keep believing the false narrative that the enemy is trying to um infect in your subconscious and so for myself i had to conquer the lies in my head in my subconscious about different things so for example you know i can share some i um, from my own experience in lies that the enemy, you know, had, had said to me, he, one, he told me I'm too old to love again. You know, um, th- there, there are no good men out there in the world. Definitely at my age, you know, you kind of pass the time, hon. Um, all the good men are taken, uh, uh, maybe, maybe there, you know, maybe actually there was something wrong with you. And maybe that's why your ex stopped loving you and didn't want you anymore. Or maybe, you know, you, you know, you spoke up too much, you know, and maybe you said something wrong, like, you know, or maybe he would have stayed if you didn't discuss that or, you know, address that or confront him on that. You know, maybe he would have stayed like all of these little lies that the enemy had me ponder over which were far from the truth you know um there was an exiting just like the children of israel there was an exodus that god wanted me to mentally mentally shut down he mentally wanted me to leave my past in the past because he wanted me to step into my new. He wanted me to step into the new thing that he was doing in my life. He wanted me to move forward trusting in all his ways, not holding on to what was, not holding on to a marriage um that somebody didn't want me, you know, not holding on to the to the routine of a marriage, you know, but allowing God to heal my open wounds from the inside out, you know. Um, not superficially, but going down into the root of where everything started. I had to consciously, hear me y'all, I had to consciously reject the underlying lies with God's truth. And when I mean conscious, you know, I've said it before. It's like brushing my teeth. Consciously, I know that's what I need to do. So consciously, I had to fight. I had to reject whatever negative, false narratives and lies that the enemy was trying to bring up in my head. Linus Queens, you must reject the lie. It is imperative, right? For your survival it is crucial to crossing over into the promised land. All, when I say all, I mean all God's promises are for you. But you have to decide to reject the lie with God's truth. And that is really How wounds heal. You know they heal from the inside out, not from the outside in. (laughs) Because really, truth be told, you could put a band-aid on it and it won't heal. It has to go down deep. We have to heal from the inside out. It is time to allow God to replace the lies. We have to be open to it. We have to be open to it. You know, healing can take place if we are open. If we are open and ready for God to do the the work. Psalms 107 20. The scripture says that he sent out his word and healed them. It is the vehicle used to heal. The word of God is the vehicle. It is the truth. Amen. Wounds do not heal from the surface, y'all. Especially deep wounds. They heal from the inside out. Lastly, the third thing that God revealed to me is the children of Israel forgot who they were When you do not know who you are in Christ, you are lost. When you're not saved, you're lost. But when you don't have an identity of who your heavenly daddy is, you are lost. You don't know where you come from. When you do not have an identity, your subconscious only wants to believe the identity that was brainwashed in your mind. See, see children of Israel were brainwashed to believe in an identity forced on them. Although they were out in the wilderness, you know, when they were out in the wilderness, you know, you think about it, they were physically free. But then something happened. They became conscious of being a slave. Right? They became conscious of that. And when they became conscious of that, They still identified as being a slave, negating, totally negating who God called them to be. They forgot who God called them to be. Have you forgotten who God has called you to be in this time, in this season, in this hour? Because they forgot the promise while in the wilderness, they forgot who they were. Linus Queens, do not forget who God called you to be, even if you don't feel it. Oftentimes, we're called to do something and we don't even feel it in that moment. And you never know, you know, it's like, you never know what's really in you until you're stretched. And when you're stretched, you're pushed. And then all of a sudden, you realize, oh, wow, I didn't realize that was in me. I didn't realize how how courageous I was. I didn't realize how strong I was. I didn't realize how resilient I was. I didn't realize it. When the enemy can cause you to forget who you are and the promise, he will always keep your mind in bondage like the children of Israel. I mean, think about it. If you If you do not know who you are, then you do not know how you're supposed to be treated. Queens are supposed to be treated royally. If God has called you to be a queen, then it's time for you to be treated as such. But if you don't recognize that you're a queen, you'll always look back and accept the mediocre. You will accept whatever was thrown at you. But you deserve more. You deserve more lioness queens. God is calling you out of bondage, out of the familiar. Don't look back. Do not stay in the place where God is calling you up out of. Amen. I cannot believe I've talked this much. (laughs) Well... My time is gone. Thank you for listening today. Remember, God doesn't want you to be afraid of the unfamiliar territory he is leading you into. Do not believe the false narrative the enemy keeps looping in your head. And do not forget who you are in Christ. You are an heir and a joint heir with the Lord. Do not forget that you are created in his image. And you are The descendants of Abraham and all of God's promises belong to you. Let go of what you can see for greater is coming. Do you hear me? Lioness Queens, greater is coming. If we believe in the things that we cannot see, that is what you call faith. Now, the children of Israel lost their faith in God and who God was. And the end result is that they did not enter into the promised land. Lioness Queens, do not look back. Don't get stuck. Don't believe the lies of the enemy. Do not doubt in what God is doing in this season. Do not regret anything that has ever happened to you because ultimately it has happened for you. Everything I mean everything was nailed to the cross for you. He is more than able to perform his word, but we must be patient to allow him to do it. You are. You are royalty. You are his daughters. You are his beloved. But you have to let go and let God. You have to let go and let God you have everything you need to cross over into god's promises if you only believe believe that without the prefix misses god will still supply your needs remember that the devil is the father of lies and the only truth you believe is the word of god and lastly believe you are more than a conqueror amen it's time to transition from your emotional trauma journey to the triumph of lioness queen he has called you to be you know God wanted me to reemphasize that removal and shifting in a relationship does not mean a denial it just means God is re- repositioning you, you for what is to come whether he decides to restore the marriage whether he doesn't decide to restore the marriage Just know father knows best. This is not the time to give up. This is not the time to quit. This is not the time to stop because all things are working together for your good. Even the infidelity can work for your good. Even the physical, the emotional, the psychological, the sexual, the financial abuse all can work for your good. Even the neglect can work for your good. Even the lack of child support you receive can work for your good. Even the child support that he didn't want to pay can work for your good. Even the bankruptcy, foreclosure, all can work for your good, my lioness queens. No matter what you win, no matter what, God is setting everything up for you, for you to go into the promised land. But you cannot get stuck. You cannot straddle the fence. You cannot turn your head to look back. It is time to only look forward and expect greatness. Expect miracles, signs, and wonders. What are you expecting? The problem is that the children of Israel stopped expecting. They expected deliverance while they were in bondage, but did not realize their expectancy had to be transformed in their mindset. This is the season right now we are in, and it is your season. It is your time. It is your turn, Lioness Queens. It is time for you to cross over into the promised land. Woo, don't get me to preaching. Amen. Amen. Let me let me go ahead and close. Let's end off with our weekly chant over our lives. Repeat after me. I am a lioness queen. God wants me to rise up. He wants me to take my rightful place as the queen I am. He wants me to be residue free. Intentional in my fight. Stand on the word of God. Realize I am a masterpiece. I am. I am. I am enough. I am a lioness queen with a purpose. Amen. Amen. Stay tuned for next week, next Tuesday at 3 p.m. where we will continue our talk and our theme for the month about not looking back. Have a blessed week, Lioness Queens. Amen. Amen.